Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hello, my friends. This is Hal Elrod, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This one is for dads. If you're not a dad, you can still listen to it. In fact, moms will probably get a lot out of it as well. But uh, if you don't have kids or don't have kids on the way anytime soon, probably not for you. But if you know a dad, you know I'd encourage you to share this with them. The way this came about, one of my best friends in the whole world, John Vroman, he is the founder of Front Row Dads. And Front Row Dads is a, I guess you'd call it a mastermind. Uh, It's a group of men, family men with businesses, not businessmen with families. And it's been life-changing for me as it's helped me to be a better husband and a better father and really keep my family as my number one priority because as an entrepreneur, it's so easy to lie to ourselves and tell ourselves the family's number one. But if you look at our schedule, it's not its not true. It's not consistent. We're putting family on the back burner and really putting work and our businesses first. And this group of men, I've never been part of any mastermind that's been so open and vulnerable and supportive. And I have, you can ask my wife, you can ask my kids, this has really changed who I am as a father and a husband for the better. And it continues to do so. I've been a member since the beginning. I think it was like four years ago when John Broman started this group. And so uh, John and I were on a walk here in Austin, Texas. We both live about 15, 20 minutes from each other. We were on a walk a couple weeks ago and we were talking about how we could add value for our communities. And I said, why don't we do uh, like a front row dad's thing for Father's Day, since Father's Day is coming up. And so we did this as a webinar uh, a couple weeks ago. And I said, hey, I'm going to do the replay. You know, why don't I replay this on the podcast and decided to make it a bonus episode. So because again, it's not for everybody. It's really for parents with an emphasis for dads, of course. So these are the three things that every dad needs to know. I really enjoyed this conversation with John, one of my best buddies. It's just like, it was essentially, you're, it's like you're a fly on the wall hearing us talk about, you know, what we're doing to try to be better as husbands and fathers. And we really covered both topics. So hope this is really valuable for you. And uh, if you're interested in joining me and John in Front Row Dads, all the info is at some point, you know, toward the end of the webinar. I believe you can go to frontroaddads.com forward slash TMM, as in the miracle morning. So frontroaddads.com forward slash TMM. And uh, yeah, check it out. But you don't need to be part of Front Row Dads to get value from this episode. We really, we didn't hold anything back. This wasn't like a sales pitch. This was just, yeah, the best stuff we have as fathers and husbands and an invitation for you to join us. So love you guys and gals, and I will talk to you guys and gals very soon. Enjoy. I want to just welcome everybody. This is the three things that every dad must know. And uh, there's a hell of a lot more than three. But uh, but John and I, actually, we just birthed this here uh, in the last week or so. We went on a walk we do this periodically, usually at least once a month, where we go on a walk around Lake Austin. It's about an hour long. And we just chat about what each of us is working on, what's exciting. And I've talked to John for a long time that I wanted to do, coming up for Father's Day, I wanted to do something with the Front Row Dads for the Miracle Morning community. And this is what we came up with about a week ago and clarified, what are the biggest keys? What are the things that we're doing well in our lives that are really helping us as husbands and as fathers? And John Broman, I want to take a minute to introduce in case you don't know John. John and I have been close friends for about 20 years, or if I, I think he didn't like me for the first couple of months, but then we became really good friends as he got to know me and vice versa. And what ended up happening was as the years have gone on, John and I have both gone down different business paths. And as friends, um, we've done some business together. We actually founded a program called Your Best Life Coaching years ago and decided that we wanted to pivot and do something else. But on a personal level, John and I got pregnant around the same time. Obviously, our wives got pregnant around the same time. John and Thanks I got for the clarification, Al. <laughs> yeah, just to clarify, in case you weren't sure. 
Um, the way technology is moving, including medical technology, that could be real possible real soon. But we also, we got married right around the same time. And then I actually called John and I go, hey, you want to go on our honeymoon together? <laughs> and uh, he talked to his wife, Tatiana. And uh, of course, my wife, Ursula, you know, thought it was a great idea. And so we all went to Cabo together, the four of us. We had just recently been married and John was in my wedding and we, we had a great honeymoon. And a defining moment in John's life that really became one for me, and I hope it will be for all of you today, is John and I were talking and he said, Hal, if somebody asks you, what do you do? Well, he goes, how do you answer that? And I said, uh, I'm an author and a speaker. Easy. <laughs> Why? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I answered the same way. And he said, and then I realized that basically that I was a businessman with a family. And he said, but I realized that there's nothing more important than my role as a husband and father. And yet it wasn't my first priority. I might've said that it was, might've even thought that it was, but like most entrepreneurs, right? If you look at an entrepreneurs, if you would say, Hey, raise your hand, if family's number one priority, and of course every hand goes up. And if you say, show me your schedule real quick, show me your reading list real quick. You tend to find that the way that we're living our lives and, and what we think is our top priority being kids or, or family usually aren't aligned. There's some misalignment there. And so John decided he was going all in that it didn't, you know, how many mortgage payments he made wasn't his kids wouldn't remember how many mortgage payments he made. They wouldn't remember how much money he made, how many books he sold. They would remember the impact that he had on their life. And so what was really cool is that thought that John had about going all in with family he started asking the question, how can I align the two worlds of business and family? And he called me a few weeks later. He said, hey, I've got this idea to create a dad's group, Front Row Dads. John's the founder of the Front Row Foundation, which is a nonprofit that sends people with life-threatening illnesses to the front row of the event of their dreams. And he said, I want to do the same thing for dads, Front Row Dads, where we take these businessmen with families and we flip it to be family men with businesses. And so how many years ago was that, John? That was four years ago, October, 2016. Wow. So October, 2016. Oh, wow. That was the month I got cancer. That's wild. Anyway, not to make it about me, but the Front Row Dads was founded around that time. And I've been a member since the very beginning. I've been to every event. He does online calls, all these things. And what's neat is that John didn't come saying, Hey, I'm the guru. I'm the dad guru. I'm going to teach you all the right things. He said, I'm here because I need to learn and grow in this area as much as any dad out there. And I don't think there's any dad that's got it all figured out. But the beauty of what's being, what's now the brotherhood, Front Row Dads is the brotherhood. What the beauty of being a part of the brotherhood is that we're all learning from each other. We're all sharing and learning and growing together. And it's adopting best practices. So every time I get on a Front Row Dads call, right, or a Zoom or, or you know, webinar, whatever you want to call it, or go to a retreat, I always walk away with a lot of things, but it's never from John Broman. I mean, I'll, I'll get things from John, but right, you know, there's, there's 50 guys on the call or 80 guys on the call, right? And I might walk away with one, two or three things that I can implement right away that will radically transform my life. And that's what we're going to share today is what are the top three things, and I'm sure we'll throw in a few more that come up, but what are the top three things that we feel and that we've found through being a part of the Front Row Dads Brotherhood that every dad needs to know? And that knowing these things will elevate your game as not only a father, but also as a husband. And that's been kind of the interesting part is that all these dads came and more often than not, you know, half of the, the questions or concerns were around marriage as much as if not more than around being a, a dad, right? It's like, hey, I'm actually a pretty you know, good dad. Man, I'm struggling in this area with my wife. And so it's been on all fronts that are family. Front Row Dads has helped me personally to become a better husband, a better father. And that started with the paradigm shift that I am no longer going to be a businessman with a family, an entrepreneur with a family. I'm no longer going to put business first. And if you look at my schedule, I want people to go, wow, you spend the morning, an hour in the morning working on being a better husband and father. Then you go wake your kids up with a puppet show. Then you see, right? Like, and then you put them to bed and then you spend all this time like, I wanted my actions, my behaviors, my schedule to reflect my highest priorities. And so that paradigm shift is, I think, the first thing that was changed my life is really putting it in place. 
And so today, again, top three things that we've learned. And uh, John, did I miss anything uh, in there? No, man. I love hearing you talk. By the <laughs> way, if you guys, uh, if you get a chance, this is be a great time because how's, you know, I just want to say thank you, man, for taking time to do this, to host this call, to to open up, to get real, to get personal, to share what's going on in your life. And uh, I just appreciate it. If you guys, I would just welcome anybody that if you have thoughts for how, if you just had a little love, like why wait till the end? If you have any comment for how, love for how, appreciation for how, because you found this because of the Miracle Morning. If the Miracle Morning is transform your life, even just consider throwing like one word into the chat box about how you feel about how or the Miracle Morning. It could be inspired. It could be transformed. There it is. Yeah, showing up. Thank you, Kyle. Grateful. Right. So just any word that might, if you found the miracle morning, you found how, if it had an impact in your life, just throw something in there, transformed, motivated, happy, honest, open, humble, amazing. Thank you guys for doing that. And thanks for all your work, Al. I appreciate you and love you so much, man. Let's get into it. Right. Yeah. Here we are. It's uh, I, let's get into it. It was a beautiful setup for the call. Let's get into our first big idea. And you mentioned it earlier. You teed it up perfectly. And I think you should just run with it, How about being versus doing. This has shown up in my life a lot recently. <laughs> this has shown up for you. In fact, my guess is you'll remember this as well, this moment where... Remember when we were at True Food having lunch and we met the woman and she didn't know... She talked about... This. Listen to this, guys. You're going to love this. This woman was like... The waitress, the waitress was uh, was talking to us about the miracle morning and how it transformed her life, and she had no idea that Hal was right there. She didn't know that Hal was the right. Like she's talking about the miracle morning, and she's part of a book club, and the book is changing her life. And I'm just smiling, and Hal's smiling, and eventually she figures it out that Hal's, you know, right there. It, 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 this is the guy she's taking care of. Anyway, she talked about being versus doing. And that was like one of the signs this was showing up in our life a lot. So if you can expand on that, how and how that relates to fatherhood in your life right now, that would be great. Yeah, I think that most of us, especially if we're entrepreneurs, we're doers, right? And just human beings are doers, you know. And it, but as an entrepreneur, it's we're always we're setting goals, we're achieving things, we're trying to be productive, check things off the list. We we really focus on doing, and you know, a part of it is solving problems, right? And that's a man thing, I think. That's a male thing where we're always trying to solve the problem. And we're actually, John and I right now are taking a conscious parenting course. In fact, last night was the first of this four-week course. It was a Zoom, very much like this. And one of the things that they talked about is content versus context. And content is what we're doing. It's what we're talking about, right? Like this, the content today is the three things that every dad must do. No, in our marriage, we might be talking about the kids or talking about issues or talking about things that we, with our spouse, maybe that we don't agree on, or maybe we're just planning a vacation, right? That's the content. The context is how we're doing it. It's how we're talking about it. And in relationships, whether it's with our our partner, our spouse, or our kids, the context, probably more often than we want to admit that we're coming from, it's often determined by how our wife or kids are behaving in relation to how we think in our frame of mind, is the right way to be, the right way to act, to behave. And so often we end up coming from a place of judgment or resentment or frustration or anger or even fear. And I think the biggest paradigm shift for me was to start being selfless in how I engaged with my wife and my kids. This was actually Interestingly enough, October 2016, right before I was diagnosed with cancer, my wife and I were going through a really difficult time. And she actually went camping without me because we got in such a huge fight. I was like, get out of here. I don't want to go. And uh, not one of my finer moments. But while she was gone, I did a lot of reflection during my miracle morning, did a lot of journaling and a lot of reading. And I came to this epiphany that the way I am with my wife is a reflection of how she is with me. It's almost like a keeping score, right? Like, oh, you're nice to me. Cool. I'm going to be nice to you, right? Oh, you're a you know, you're rude to me, like then screw you, right? It's, it would go back and forth. And too often it spirals in the wrong direction. And so I had this, I asked myself the question, I go, what if I changed the way I played this game called marriage? What if instead of reflecting how she treats me and vice versa, what if I woke up in my miracle morning, I got in state every morning to just be selfless, to just project unconditional love and adoration and praise 
and, and forgiveness to my wife. And the way that I coined it in terms of a simple phrase is I went, you know what? My mission is to make Ursula's life amazing. And it has nothing to do with how she shows up for me. Not at all. Because that's usually how we do it is I'll be nice to you if you're nice to me. And if you're not right, that's how we keep the score. And I went, what if I just create an unconditional commitment that that's how I'm going to be? And here was the interesting, I had to plan for contingencies, right? Kind of like in the military. Okay, what if the mission doesn't go according to plan and this doesn't work and she still, you know, come back at me and then I get triggered, right? And I went, if she is having a bad day, if she's rude to me, if she's treating me poorly, whatever it is, I'm going to love her even harder. I'm going to try even harder. So it was almost, not only am I not going to mirror her energy, now unless it's positive, of course, then I'd mirror it. But not only am I not going to mirror her energy, I'm just deciding that I'm going to be a pure, unconditional, energetic force of love and adding value for her and making her life amazing in every way I can, whether that's just doing the dishes or putting the kids to bed or getting her flowers. But that drove what I did, right? So that the way of being, being selfless in a place of service to my wife, all of a sudden I'm buying her flowers all the time. All of a sudden, I'm greeting her with more like, and by the way, the miracle morning was a big part of this. We're going to get to that in the next point. But it was putting myself, reading an affirmation to remind myself of this commitment, using meditation and affirmations to get in that state of love for my wife. So that when she came out in the morning, it was like, I just, I was already there. I'd already visualized how I was going to engage with her first thing and throughout the entire day. And so that for me was the greatest paradigm shift. And I will be absolutely honest with you, of course, I don't always do it. <laughs> I forget and I get triggered and I get pissed off, right? And then thank God I have this miracle morning with these affirmations because then in the morning I'm like, oh, I really screwed that up yesterday, <laughs> right? But more often than not, because of that intention of how I'm going to be, regardless of how she is, it's changed everything in our marriage. Hal, I love your passion about all this, man. And uh, I can't help but reflect back on years of our conversations around how this has shown up in our marriages and how, you know, last night, guys, this is real time. Last night, I'm on a walk because I'm so triggered about a debate that I've been having with my wife, an argument or whatever word you want to use to describe it. I was so triggered. I went for this walk and I'm thinking about all this stuff literally 12 hours ago. You know, and it's still playing a role in my life. And a couple of thoughts that I just will add to this before we get into point number two. And that is, I learned from a guy named Ted Lowe on a podcast interview that I did with him on the Front Row Dad podcast about it's a phrase that he gave me that's been very, very powerful as it relates to being versus doing. You know, the entrepreneurial that wants to do things, that wants to fix things, that wants to craft a solution all the time versus how we show up energetically and how we're being in our bodies. He said uh, that the phrase with his wife that was magic was, Do you want me? When she came to him with a challenge or there was a challenge and she's voicing something directly to him, he would say, Do you want me to fix it or feel it? Mm. Do you want me to fix it or feel it? And that phrase was transformative for me because it also realized in that moment that by being some way in a conversation is also doing something. It's just choosing to do <laughs> something by refraining from commenting, by the focus becomes about my energy, right? And that how much that impacts the relationship. I will also say that Speaking of affirmations, and I think this will continue to be a theme here, guys, and I know that as many of you are Miracle Morning practitioners, right? Or if you're not, you're being exposed to it now, but having an internal dialogue, right? That changes the way we feel. What we say to ourselves changes the way that we feel. We all know that. Well, one of the comments that was transformative for me was, I don't need my wife's and insert anybody, right? I don't need my child. I don't need my coworker. I don't need my applies everywhere. I don't need their permission or participation to be a certain way. Mm. So I don't need somebody else to validate me, approve me, tell me I'm okay to or not okay. It is my choice to be a certain way. And I just kept repeating to myself, it's not, I don't need my wife's permission or participation for me to be a insert anything, right? Confident man, 
calm person, you know, whatever way I want to be in my life. And the last thing I'll add to this and how let's get into our number two is, you know, and I learned this a decade ago was that it's not 50-50. This isn't a, I rub your back, you rub mine. This is a hundred hundred relationship. Relationships are not 50-50. They're hundred hundred, which means your best self is what you give simply because that's who you are, right? Like your mission, your job is to show up for your kids, for your wife, for your businesses, for your communities, for in any situation, in any scenario, at 100%, not because somebody is reciprocating, not because you're going to get paid at the end, not because you think that you're going to get an accolade or award, but because it's simply the right thing to do. And that is very hard for me to do at times. So I just want you guys to know that as much as I say this with passion, I fail at this regularly. And I want to come to you with great humility on this as well, that this is not something that I once figured out and now I'm completely dialed in. This is something that I am consistently, regularly practicing in my life. I'll leave it at that. So, Hal, do you have anything else on point number one about being versus doing? I do not. All right. Let's get into number two. I think we're on track. By the way, for the first time in our lives, Hal, we're on track with time. You just changed it. Screwed. We're going to go over. That's it. I I spoke too early. Let's talk about the miracle morning. And I I know that this is something what's so cool. And guys, I have to say this. I I wouldn't plan on teeing this up, Hal, but I have to say to you guys, literally in a private one-to-one conversation with Hal and I on a walk, and I'm like, what's changing in your life? He's passionately sharing with me how he's evolving his miracle morning. He's passionately sharing with me how he's going back to the basics, how he's evolving, how he's changing. Guys, this has been the case for the last decade that he, he's constantly going back to what works and he's refining and he's defining this new miracle morning in a new era of his life. Because he is not the same man, his wife is not the same person, his kids are not the same, his business has evolved and he keeps refining what this all looks like. And that's why I asked him to share, I wanted him to share this today because I thought it was so great to hear like, what's changing, man? Like, what are your affirmations? What, what's shifting with your routine? Because I know that it's not just the same thing that you did in the past, but yet you bring a little bit of that kind of like, we'll call it the, the ancient wisdom, right? The wisdom from the early days of the Miracle Morning, but now it's, uh, it's modified. So tell us about that. Yeah, I just thought of something else and it's writing it down. Okay. So the Miracle Morning, so it, real, real simple. I recently started doing three Miracle Mornings instead of one. And uh, before I would do one Miracle Morning, it was just everything kind of blended together. One upgrade I made that I would, I would invite all of you to consider is, and I've shared this before, but I... I started making a rule where, hey, if family's really number one priority, it goes back to that, you know, that initial paradigm shift that John shared with me so many years ago. Um, I'm not allowed to read a business book till I've read a parenting or a marriage book. That's it. And so that's been a, a rule I've had for quite a few years. That was one upgrade to the Miracle Morning. What well, a real simple one is just in, I'm not allowed to read a business book until I have got, di- and it was just 10 pages, until I've read at least 10 pages, you can make it five pages, whatever, out of a parenting or a marriage book. And I want to say this, I believe that we have a responsibility to learn and grow as a parent more than anything else, right? And one way to look at it is it's kind of like we should all have a PhD in parenting. You know, I think we should all have a PhD in parenting. I, and so what I did the other day is I pulled every parenting book I have off the shelf, those I've read and those I haven't, which is probably about, you know, 50-50 if not worse. But And they're all in my Miracle Morning Room. And I committed that by the end of the year, I'm reading every single one of these books. It's probably like 20 parenting book, so to speak. And so the, but here's my miracle morning. So that's, it started with just the 10 pages of parenting or marriage book first. The way it's evolved is recently, and it's probably, I don't know, a few weeks ago, a month ago, I broke it into three parts. So now I do a self miracle morning, right? So I focus on the three most important relationships in my life. Number one is my relationship with myself. So from 5am to 6am, I focus on myself. That means the savers, all of the miracle morning practices I'm reading affirmations around my happiness and my health and being my best self. I'm reading books on spirituality and on, you know, personal development, those types of things. So my whole miracle morning is focused on me from 5 to 6 a.m. From 6 to 7 a.m., it's focused on my business. So I focus on the business from 6 to 7, and that way I get, I was doing family next and then business. I'm kind of playing with the order. And then the, the third hour is focused on family. 
And so I've got a whole set of affirmations just around family. I'm reading the parenting books just around family. So I will say that I did shift from that whole rule. When I had one miracle morning, it was read 10 pages out of a parenting book first. Now I have an entire hour dedicated to my family during my miracle morning, you know, sessions. And the reason I just, I recently moved it from second to third. So first I had self, family, and business. But the reason I shifted that was because in the morning I greet my kids and I greet my wife. And so I thought it was ideal. And again, I'm playing with this. I might switch it back. I don't know. But for the last week, the third hour, I'm diving into family. And that way I'm putting myself in a peak state to greet my family that morning, right? To go engage with my kids, to go wake up with my wife. And my wife now is doing Miracle Morning with me from 6.30 to 7.30. So I go in, I, I spend that part of the time with my wife and dive into the family stuff and all of that. So that's been the shift in my Miracle Morning in terms of the logistics. I wanted to mention, I want to talk about affirmations a little bit, and I'll share a few of mine. I'll, I'll read you some word for word. Affirmations, in my opinion, are the most important part of the Miracle Morning. And that's just my opinion. I, I believe that somebody else could argue why any of the other savers are the most important part of their Miracle Morning. But for me, affirmations are the blueprint for my ideal life and the ideal self that I need to be to create that life. And so my affirmations are in writing, right? It reminds me what I want to think, what I want to feel, what I want to do, right? And so that, and the thing is, when we're left to our thoughts and our emotions, they're kind of chaotic, right? You know, for example, one negative thought can completely shift your emotional state in a negative way. And that can turn into a spiral, which leads to more negative thoughts. It could be a vicious circle. But when I pull up my affirmations, I go, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's my truth. Not all the stuff I've been thinking and feeling and, you know, bouncing around. No, that's my truth. This is what I have written and decided and continue to edit and evolve as my highest truth. And I'm committed to thinking, feeling, and living in alignment with those affirmations. And the second thing I want to say on affirmations is, in the simplest form, an affirmation is nothing more than a reminder. That's it. So again, it's a reminder of your highest truth. And so for me, my affirmations, if I read a quote in a book, I'll write it down. In fact, this is my journal. And I actually wrote this this morning. And it was out of the book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership, which the authors of this book are running the conscious parenting course that John and I are doing right now. But I was reading it this morning. It says, I am committed to having a close, loving, and playful partnership that supports both of us bringing our greatest gifts to the world. I'll say that again. So again, this just, I read it this morning. I put it in my affirmation this morning. I am committed to having a close, loving, and playful partnership that supports both of us bringing our greatest gifts to the world. So that is one affirmation that is, that's the newest. It's literally as of this morning. And again, I just read it in a book. So as you learn and grow and evolve, your affirmation should be growing and evolving as well. And, you know, I add them and then I usually refine them and I pull affirmations out that I don't need anymore because they're so rooted in who I've become. The other thing I want to say is this. One of the latest forms of affirmations has been lists. Again, an affirmation is just a reminder. There is no wrong or right format for an affirmation. So a few weeks ago, you guys, if you've been following me recently, listen to the podcast, you know, this last year I've been going through some major depression, which I've never really faced at this level in my entire life. From what I can tell, it's from just the effects of chemotherapy on my brain. My brain's not functioning like it used to. And a big part of that is I've had anxiety and depression. And so a few weeks ago, I was journaling and I was writing you know, why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? And I go, well, let me take an inventory. What dominates my thoughts every day? What do I think about most of the day? And I just started listing it. And I'm like, coronavirus, the state of the world, the fear of my business, like, because, you know, my business has dropped because I'm a speaker, right? So I go down, I, have, I basically have a list of 10 things and I go, shit, no wonder I'm depressed. This is what I'm thinking about every day. This is what I'm affirming. It's what I'm reminding myself of. And I go, scratch that new list. And I go, what's my new intentionally created reality that I'm going to start living into? I created a new list. And it was, I'm grateful to be alive. I have a wife who loves me, who's loyal, who supports me. I have two kids who are healthy and who I have a great relationship with. Right? I created this long list. And I share all that. And, and that's what I read every day now. And that becomes an affirmation 
that puts me in a peak state. I feel grateful. I feel happy. And I take that into who I am being throughout the rest of the day. And then I want to share one other point on that. That's to tee up this lesson. In life, we all have two pages to focus on, the painful page and the positive page. The painful page lists everything that we have to feel bad about, and the positive page lists everything we have to feel good about. What's interesting is you can apply this, these two pages, to any relationship in your life or any aspect of your life. So I realized the other day I was journaling. A lot of my affirmations are created as I'm journaling. I have a breakthrough. I transferred over my affirmations. But I, was, I realized that my wife, there, right, there's a painful page. There's all the things that I don't think she can hear me. I don't like about, right? Like there's all, there's all the things that, that, that cause me stress, that frustrate me, right? Things that I would change in a, you know, if I could wave a magic wand, right? Um, and then there's all these amazing things, all of her strengths and the qualities that I love about her and that I respect about her and that I admire about her and all the things that she does and how she shows up for me, right? Both pages exist. Both pages exist. And the quality of your life at any given moment and the quality of your relationship at any given moment has very little to do with which page is longer. It's not, well, but no, no, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. It's a matter of which page you're focusing on most of the time. When you focus on things that are painful, you feel pain. And that you project that pain into every interaction and who you're being with your wife, with your kids. And again, this is true for every area of life. When you focus on the positive page, the productive page, the proactive page, you feel good. And your quality of life in terms of your internal state, again, it's not affected by which page is longer. It's which one you spend most of your time on. And that is how you create your own reality in life. And it's how you create your own reality in terms of your relationship with your wife. If you focus on this, you're going to have a horrible marriage, right? It's going to be, you're going to feel negativity toward her all day long. Easy. Doesn't change who she is. If you accept these things and you're at peace with these things and you realize that you've got a list just as long, if not longer, right? And you live over here and you focus on the positive, you feel great and you feel drawn to her and attracted to her and loving toward her. And I share all of that because that's my latest affirmation is I've got a positive page that I wrote down and I read it every single day as part of my morning ritual, my miracle morning to put myself in a peak physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual state so that when I engage with her, I've been focusing on all of the things that make me feel love toward her and feel good toward her. And then it's easy for me to show up and see her and feel connected. And by the way, this morning, right? I did that. When, she, when I saw her, she came into the room. I felt an immediate love, attraction, and connection. Whereas, you know, I could go back as recent as a few weeks when I was focusing on the negative and I didn't feel that. So nothing about her changed. I simply changed what I focused on and it changed everything. Johnny, back to you. What's up, guys? I want to take a quick break to talk to you about our private mastermind that we call The Brotherhood. Now, we created this unique community for a very specific type of man. And you may just have found your tribe if you believe in the power of relationships and perhaps you're always trying to outgive everyone around you. You crave ideas that make you effective and efficient in all areas of life. You resonate with the idea of being a family man with a business, not a businessman with a family. By joining our Brotherhood, you'll have access to weekly interactive training calls. Get to join as many or as few as you like. Our guys commit to one of these each month. Optional small groups designed to create meaningful connections and higher accountability. A private resource library accessible to only our members. And we have challenges throughout the year to help you push your limits. And we even involve your family in a few of them. The Brotherhood is where I'm connecting every day. I'm asking questions when I need help and giving support wherever I can. Our Brotherhood was created for men with wisdom, but also those who are wise enough to know there's more to learn. And the guys who value investing time to work on their families so they can make the best of their time when they are with their families. Now, of course, you're a badass. You can do a lot on your own. You likely have for many years. And yeah, you probably don't need front row dads to have a great family, to love on your kids and have a great relationship. But one thing I know for certain is that men for years have done better in tribes versus trying to brave the world on their own. Here's what one of our members has to say about the brotherhood. The message of what you're doing and putting out there resonated with me at such a high level, I knew I had to be a part of it. And because I didn't know that this existed, I didn't know that Front Row Dads was there and that community existed in that way. I mean, 
family men with businesses, not businessmen with families. That changed everything. That one line shifted my entire thought on what you're about, what this community is about, what this brotherhood is about, and what this group is about. And I would say if you are a dad or an entrepreneur or a father or a husband, and that resonates with you, this is a great community to be a part of because it's unlike anything else that I've seen. If we want our kids to have great relationships and learn from others, we should lead the way and model the behavior we want to pass along. Now look, guys, the time is now to pour into your family. I read an article by Tim Urban that put everything into perspective for me about how important it is for me to get parenting right, right now. He wrote that 93% of all the time he'd ever spend with his mom and dad happened before he was 18 years old. And it's crazy to think that I've got only eight more years before my oldest son is an adult. I feel confident saying that no matter how old your kids are, the time to go all in on your family is right now. We have members with newborns and we've got guys with kids that are grown adults, members with only one child and guys with 10, people with blended families and everything in between. But by joining our brotherhood and choosing to invest one to two hours each month, we can help you make the most of your time that you do have with your kids. So no matter how great you are at fatherhood, marriage, juggling your work and your personal life calendar, we can help you be better. If you're ready to take the next step, go to frontrowdads.com and click join the brotherhood today. I couldn't help but thinking that for somebody who likes to be in control, by the way, a good number of you are on video. By show of hands, raise your hand if you like to be in control. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, me too. And for, a, yeah, I love that we got double hands there as well. Yeah, exactly. That when you, when you realize that what you can control in this scenario is the way that you're thinking, what you're focusing on, it's just, that's, I mean, that, I breathe into that. I'm like, ah, oh, good. I get to control something. And that's mm-hmm. the thing I get to control. So there is a form of control here. And it's just, it's just your own internal dialogue, which oftentimes just runs away on its own, right? You get your brain just, you know, it runs away and you try to, that's mindfulness. That's why we meditate. That's why we bring it back into practice of saying, let me grab control of these thoughts and feelings. I love it, Hal. Thank you for sharing all that. I also wanted to make a quick comment about uh, in the chat thread about, you know, shifting from what can others do for me to what can I do for others, right? And, and this, is, this is all about a mindset shift. And something I wanted to share with you guys that's very relevant to where we are right now about Father's Day that's coming up, right? And I think for years that I was almost left feeling a little disappointed on Father's Day. And, and let me explain why. I had this expectation of maybe like how people should be treating me. And maybe it was like, I just felt that I wasn't being loved on the way that I thought, hey, they should know me and love me in this way for Father's Day. And then I had a transformative thought, which was, what if Father's Day is not a holiday that demands other people to love on you as a dad, as an example, right? Like, like our definition is, I'm a dad. Everybody should serve me on that day. They should make me breakfast in bed and they should do all these things like because it's Father's Day. But what if Father's Day, what if we frame in this community, in Front Row Dads and in the Brotherhood, what if we reframe it and say, Father's Day is a way to recognize the purpose of being a dad? What if Father's Day was a reminder for you to serve? What if Father's Day was a day for you to relish in the gifts that you can bring to your family, not waking up with your hands out saying, how are you going to recognize me? You know, and I had that same shift about my birthday. I said, my birthday used to be about like, well, what are, how many people are going to text me or call me or what gift is my wife going to get me? And does she really know me? And all these things that put the control on other people. But then I had the thought, well, if the birthday is a celebration of your life, then what's the purpose of your life? And for me, if the purpose of my life is to connect with and serve other people and to give, I'd find a way to, you know, share my talents with the world, my God given gifts, there's like, one of them, (laughs) if I could share it with the world, like what would that be? Well, then your birthday becomes about you sharing your gifts with the world. Not about how many presents you get, but how many presents can you share with other people? How can you share yourself, the best of you with the world? So just something to think about differently as we come up on Father's Day, that instead of approaching it with your hands out you know, and saying, what is my family going to do for me? Maybe look at Father's Day as a way for you to serve and to give. Because all this comes back to, there's one simple thought, guys, about if you want to know the real secret to a fulfilled life, it's giving your gifts to the world. 
right? It's owning your space. And that's really what it comes back to. I think that's a theme here as well. Yeah. John, I love that. And that's, that, that was a shift for me just now on Father's Day. Yeah. If it's about what you can give, right? Then you wake up and you go, guys, it's Father's Day. Here's what we're doing, right? Like I've got an awesome plan. Yeah. We're going to take the kids out. We're going to have a great time, right? And then talk about them wanting to celebrate dad if that's how you approach it, right? Uh, so you can be selfishly selfless on Father's Day. There you go. Uh, best of both. John, let's dive into point number three, ways to praise. And it kind of goes back to the two pages, right? You can communicate the painful page to your spouse or, and your kids, or you can communicate the positive page. You can communicate what they're doing wrong, or you can catch them doing things right. And John, I want to ask you, one, one of you've been implementing this new strategy now for, I think it's been months. And I know a lot of fellow front row dads, myself included, have picked up on it. We've been doing it. And it's the, uh, the weekly picture program. Can you talk about that? Yeah. And you know what I noticed, Hal, is that I think we have, and maybe he's still here, maybe he's not. Jason Bronstadt, are you still here? I can't see on the screen. There's 143 people, which is great, but... Yes, he is. He just gave two thumbs up. Hey, man, I know we didn't talk about this. I never prepped you, but can I put you on the spot to just... Rather than me explaining it, I'm so inspired by the fact that you took this idea and ran with it. Could you share what the idea is and how you implemented it? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, you hear me okay? Yeah, man. Perfect. So uh, back in March when I joined the Brotherhood, John had mentioned the thing that he did and went out and bought a printer. I've got a little Canon printer just underneath my desk here. And the goal is to capture moments with your family each week. And it started, the first week was, I'm going to capture pictures of my kids. I've got a seven-year-old daughter and an almost four-year-old son. So I captured pictures of them doing something. And then what I would do on Monday mornings, I'd get up, I'd print these out and write on the back a note that connected me to that moment and to remind them of it. This started right about the time of the lockdown, and I had extra family members here. So I ended up expanding it not only to my kids, but to my wife and my in-laws as well. And now we're six, seven weeks into it, and my kids are like, it's picture day, right? It's picture day. And my almost four-year-old son will take the picture sometimes, and he'll just rub it up against his face. It's his connection to it because it's something that I caught him doing. I, I rebuilt a firehouse in his playroom. And I had a picture of him just smiling ear to ear. And you know, I wrote on the back something along the lines of, Holden, I, I love your energy. I love your passion. Please don't ever lose that. And it's an amazing way to connect it and to bring the family together and to recognize. And one of the things that my wife's doing as we've gone through this process is we're going to have 156 pictures just for the three of them over the course of a year. So it is a time capsule of what transpired through a year and it's that connection and it makes you focus on taking the pictures of things that matter. So that's what my family's got out of it, John. Thank you. Jason, thank you, buddy. One of the things, guys, I love about Jason is that he represents a quality of the men that we're looking for in the brotherhood, which is guys that have wisdom. You know, Jason's very accomplished. He's very smart. And yet at the same time, he still shows up with humility, ready to learn, ready to listen, ready to refine his skills. Because what we believe in our brotherhood is that there is the benefit of learning something new. We all love that. We love novelty, right? We are drawn to that. That's a new idea. Yes, fresh. We also love what's true. Like, hey, I've known that and I can get better at that. You can master the craft at something. So it's, it's uh, playing with ideas. Right, Just like what Hal talked about with his affirmations and his Miracle Morning, it's like, you're never done. right? You're always just mastering the craft. So let me share with you guys, and this would be a good time if you have a chance to look at your camera, depending on how you're connecting here with us today, to be looking at your camera. And also remember that you can set your screen to speaker view if you want to see a better, more up close. I'm going to show you a picture here. So I'll just give you a couple of examples. So yeah, I take a picture of my kids each week. This is Tiger right there. He's 10 and he's at the batting cage for the very first time. And he really was exceptional at the batting cage. And uh, I wrote on the back a note. And uh, let me see if there it is. That's yeah. the note that I wrote. And here's what I said. I wrote, Tiger, this was our first time at the batting cage. I loved watching you hit. You swung the bat with courage and had many great hits. You're very athletic, coordinated, and a great learner when you try new things. When we got home, you asked to go back later that day to hit some more. 
I loved this moment with you. I'm so happy that I'm your papa. My kids call me papa, right? And then I wrote that one. Here was one with, let me show you one with my youngest. So Ocean tried Kung Fu. There he is with the Kung Fu instructor, right? And I got home and I wrote, Ocean, this was your first Kung Fu lesson and you were awesome. During meditation, you sat quietly and focused. Tiger said to me, Ocean's doing such a great job. And I agreed. You're playful, strong, and ready to learn. I love watching you grow. You're proud, Papa. And then I write these. And I also, uh, as Jason said, I started, you know, I just started this for the boys initially. And the goal was this it was like, I learned in business early on that you need to catch people doing the right thing, right? I learned this in business that with your employees, if you're always pointing out what they're doing wrong, you're never going to create a thriving culture. Well, part of being a family man with a business, and you don't have to be a businessman to be a part of this community or be on this call or whatever, but just in theory, right? These other community organizations, these other places where we serve. I was learning this skill of catching people doing the right thing, of praising what you saw that was great, where you amplify the good so that you can silence what is not. Right. And in other words, like you crowd it out. Like if it's like changing your diet, like just throw a bunch of healthy food in your cabinets and, you know, eat a bunch of healthy food and you just won't have as much room for the junk. Right. And so that's what, that's the spirit of this. There's actually something, if you want the science behind this and you wanted to go deeper, many of you will probably have known this, but it's called the Lasato line. And it basically says that it's three compliments to one criticism. And they've tested this in a variety of industries, in hospitals and in schools, and they've tested it in marriages. There's a gentleman named John Gottman who is arguably the leading marriage expert in the world. And John Gottman can predict a divorce with a startling 90-some percent accuracy. And the way that he actually does that is he can study a couple for just a short period of time and the way he knows whether or not they're going to make it is the number of positive to negative interactions that they have, right? So, and this not only, so it's applicable across the board. You guys can take this strategy and look at your business with it, right? How many positive to negative interactions? This is uh, Peter Drucker, one of the greatest management consultants of all time, talks about you know, amplifying strengths. Uh, Chip and Dan Heath, two prolific writers who wrote about uh, studied organizations that were able to create these changes that stuck around, you know, that were positive shifts. It was a big book called Switch, and they talked about solving problems all over the world by focusing on strengths. One of Hal and I's best friends, John Berghoff, his whole business, Appreciative Inquiry, he teaches a facilitation process started by a guy named David Cooper Ryder, which is used by Google and Facebook and BMW and the biggest companies in the world. And it's a strengths-based approach. So why wouldn't we do that for our families? Why wouldn't we catch our kids doing the right thing? Why wouldn't we be watching for it all week and say, oh, that's the moment. I'm going to capture that on film. And then you print it. I mean, literally a $150 printer, some Canon four by six, you know, printing uh, paper, and then print out a couple pictures and just write a quick note on the back. It doesn't even have to be a long note, but your goal is to catch them doing something right. It's to recognize a strength in your child. Well, I alluded to this and I kind of derailed myself, but I started doing this for my wife also. Right? I started catching my wife doing the right thing. And then I started giving her a note. And I started praising her in front of our children. And it really amplified the whole deal. So that's a strategy that you guys can do. And Hal, didn't you do something like this also, but with post-it notes? Yeah, it was simple. And I think I learned this in Front Row Dads. I think it was an idea for another one of our brothers. But it was uh, just to put post-it notes around the house at periodic times, praising your spouse for different things. And again, or your kids. And so I, you know, I wrote one on the fridge that's still there. I mean, this was you know six months ago when I did the first time I did this. And the first one I wrote on the fridge, it just says, sweetheart, thank you so much for making delicious, nutritious, homemade meals for our family every night. It means more to us than you probably know or than we, we give you credit for. You know, and it's still up there. And then she's got one still on her bathroom mirror that just talks about how much I love her. And I forgot what all it said. But, but yeah, so real simple. I mean, it doesn't get less expensive and, and quick. I mean, it takes you a few minutes, right? Write a quick note, put it somewhere, put it on her, the dash of her car, put it on her purse, put it on her mirror, put it on her bedside table. Yeah, so that, that was another really simple way to do it. And I think, you know, we want to praise, of course, verbally, but in writing, nothing beats something that's physical, printed, you can hold in your hand, right? So putting it in writing, printing out the pictures, uh, you know, just such a great idea. 
That's awesome. Guys, those are our three big ideas for today. And here's what we're going to do next is that we've been talking a little bit about the brotherhood. And uh, a question that might be coming up is, well, what's the difference between front row dads and the brotherhood? Or you guys might have some questions. So we want to take a few minutes and just share the answer to that question. If you had to leave, we want to say thank you for being here today. If you can stick around, here's what's going to happen. We're going to take a couple of minutes and share what the brotherhood is. And then what we're going to do is we're going to give you three actions that you can walk away with today. And because I want you to stay for another 10 minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to get a gift from us for being here today. But you have to be here. It won't even be on the recording. You'll have to be here in order to get it. And uh, that's a little clue as to what it is. It's just a little... I'm showing you on the screen. If you're listening, I'm showing you something. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be cool. You're going to like it. Your family's going to like it. And uh, it's our gift to you today for being here. So stick around for just a couple of minutes. And then at the end, we'll, we'll stick around for Q&A. So we'll hang a little bit even past the hour. Hal and I blocked a little extra time. If you want to talk with us, ask some questions. I know some of you have posted questions in the chat box, and we're happy to address any question that came up, as many as we can. So what I'm going to do is to talk about the brotherhood. Mike Higgins, are you here? Yeah, there he is. Guys, let me just very quickly tell you, Mike Higgins, man, so grateful for you, Mike. I'm so happy that we've become friends this year. I'm blown away by your integrity, by how you show up, and uh, how you love on your family, and how you're, you are a man with wisdom, and you also are wise enough to know there's always more to learn. So appreciate your commitment to growth. Mike, can you tell the guys here a little bit about the Brotherhood? Why did you join? And maybe if you could specifically hone in on like what comes with the Brotherhood, like the calls and the, the private Facebook group. Just you know, a couple minutes, if you will. Yeah, well, I appreciate First of all, the, the Brotherhood, I think... There's absolutely no question. I see some other guys on here, Chip, Jason, Les, all these guys. I saw Warren. It absolutely has changed, like in a non-corny way, changed my life, right? I would also say in this last three months or four months that we've been going through this pandemic, man, the community has gotten tighter and has always been there for everybody. And that's been amazing. And that's literally what has helped get me through um, a lot of these times, because as Hal alluded to, you alluded to, like we don't have it figured out. You, you mentioned that I'm a great dad, but not all the time, admittedly. So coming off of our calls has been great. So I got into the Brotherhood about a year ago, and really it was I was listening to Hal's podcast. You were on there. John Berghoff was on there talking about the best year ever, and then I found the Front Row Dad podcast and just devoured episode after episode after episode, and reached out to you directly. And that was back when it was kind of open enrollment and um, basically just kind of said, I need this now. This is what I need to be a better dad. Because when I'm a better dad, I'm better in my business. I'm better to my wife. I, like I'm better in all aspects, right? Like Keystone Habits, it's the keystone. It's the, it's the tip of the iceberg for me. And it makes everything else at, at home way better. So um, it's just been... I've been so grateful for you. Obviously, our friendship continues to grow and the connection with the guys. What I, I put, I talked to Rachel earlier. And when you come into the group and you see a guy like John Vroman or you see a guy like Hal Elrod or some of these guys in there, like you get a little bit like, whoa. And then you realize they suck at being dads too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, and it just, it literally levels the playing field. And you know that. He, we're all here for one common goal is to get better. And no disrespect, Hal, I apologize. I don't think we've ever actually talked much and I just dissed None you like, in front of 150 None people. None taken. But, I suck at being a dad often and a husband. Yeah, more so a husband probably, yeah. Right. So, I mean, it really like to me, it's like, man, no matter what your perceived social status is right in the real world, like everybody's here for one common goal and that's just to grow and be better. And John, you've done such an amazing job of facilitating calls and trainings and just creating a space where we can connect very deeply. Um, so I'm, I'm super grateful to you for that and just to everybody in the group. Mike, thanks, man. Appreciate you sharing that. Guys, just to give you an example, we do a weekly call within the Brotherhood just for members. And this is a postcard that Rachel sent out. If you can see this, I know you probably can't read it, but there's different calls throughout the month. So creating a legacy, there's marriage support, there's uh, you know, brotherhood building calls, there's, you know, we have 
uh, topics that fall under six pillars. You might have seen this before. That light's kind of creating a little glare on the card, but it's parenting, marriage, business, wealth, health, and emotional mastery. That's self-awareness, right? That's mindset, um, self-control. And so those are the, the categories that we focus on. Hal, I, you were sharing something with me, and I thought the guys would really appreciate this too, is that we have also in the brotherhood, some guys choose to be in bands or small groups, right? We have these you know, guys that are groups of four and you know, sometimes bigger groups and they're themed groups. I see Les McDaniels here and he's part of a group and lead, leads a group uh, on faith. So it's guys that particularly want faith to be a big part of how they parent, how they lead in their homes. And, and Les has a very popular group that focuses just on that topic, right? So we have all these different like subgroups and you can get very niche. We have a group, by the way, for guys with blended families. So guys who have been through a divorce or uh, some other scenario that's created a blended family situation for them, single dads, if you will, right? And and we have a group for that. But how you were telling me about something as it relates to our band, a small group, and how that impacted your life. And it actually saved you a good bit of money. It was a good ROI for you in Front Row Dad. So can you talk a little bit about that for just a minute? Yeah. What's interesting is when John first started Front Row Dads, one of the pillars had nothing to do with business. In fact, it was like no business talk. We're focusing on family. We talk about business enough in our groups. And, um, and I, you know, and I, I brought up, I thought, man, I, I really, I feel like business is such an important part that we should consider that. And so he was open to it. We kind of went back and forth. Uh, and then he has integrated business as one of the pillars. And John, what do you call that pillar? Business evolution. Business evolution. And so I was going through some major challenges as I was growing a team and I had taken on an extra 14 grand in payroll that I didn't have before a month, you know, and I'm mostly a solopreneur, right? So it's not like I have this big giant company with this big, you know, office space. It's like I'm working at home and now I've got 14 grand paying these remote employees. And long story short, um, I was really struggling. And John, I was talking to John about it. And he said, why don't you reach out to our, you know, our fellow band member, our fellow brother, Tim, Tim Nikolai, who happens to live next door to me. So that was an easy reach out. And uh, he said, he's really smart at business. And this particular area, I think he could help you with. And so both John and I went over to Tim's house and we whiteboarded the whole thing. And it ended up saving me $150,000 over the next 12 months because he helped me realize that I was paying these employees, these team members, and, and it wasn't the right fit at that time. And so, um, yeah, so that, you know, did, does the brotherhood pay for itself? I mean, in, in that example alone, it paid for itself many times over. But I think that for, for me being part of the band, and I know a lot of bands, like we get to meet in person because we're all in Austin, but I think probably half the bands meet virtually because they're in different parts of the country. They meet like this on Zoom. That's been one of the most valuable parts of the group. And it doesn't cost anything extra. It's just, you know, John helps to facilitate getting into these bands. And it's just this small brotherhood where I'm able to take what we're learning on the bigger calls like this and then go and then have these real intimate, uh, real specific conversations with my brothers and, uh, and get, get feedback, you know, real time. And we meet uh, once a month and it's been, yeah, it's been now, how long now? Oh, well over a year, I think we've been doing that. It's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. So, so essentially guys, here's what it is. We have right now about 140 guys in the brotherhood. So to, to make this clear, Front Row Dads is the overarching everything. You can go get the podcast for free. We have a, incredible shows that are released. My buddy Jordan Harbinger, who runs one of the biggest podcasts in the world, was our guest on Monday. Prior to that, Michael Port, who's the best speaking coach in the world, arguably, was on the show. We have uh, I'm interviewing Zach Bush later today, if you know who he is. Incredible soul. But the podcast is all there. And Front Row Dads has a website with all the resources. We send out weekly insights. All that's free to the world just to help. But for the guys that are the most committed, the guys that are like, this is so important, that I want to get connected. I want deeper relationships. And really, it comes down to three things. It's, it's relationships. So if you are a relationship person, this is a brotherhood that potentially could be for you. It's about resources. Guys that want resources, ideas, book suggestions, movie suggestions, anything that helps them, gives them the tools that they need to succeed. The strategies, the frameworks, if you liked the fix it versus feel it, it's that type of stuff, right? It's, it's nuances, it's clarity. Uh, and then it's results. So it's 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 a, look what's changed, and it's it's having people to circle back to and say, all right, you had that problem thirty days ago. What's changed? 
how are you doing? It's check-ins, it's regularity. So it's, hey, but before I get so wrapped up in my business and swallowed up into life, I got somebody checking in saying, how's this going? How would you rate yourself in these six pillars? And let's stay focused. So imagine this, the real commitment to the brotherhood at the basic level is saying, I'll commit to attending one call per month for the course of the year. So it's as simple as saying, I would devote 12 hours a year at a minimum to be in the brotherhood. That's one call out of four, 12 hours. And the thought is this, in those 12 hours, you're going to meet, meet one person have an incredible relationship, one person, or get one idea that's going to deliver a result that at the end of the year, you're going to be like, that was worth a hundred times my investment of money or time into the brotherhood. That is our deliverable for you. So the space that we're creating is family men with businesses so they can build powerful relationships, have unlimited access to the resources of the group, and ultimately get the results that they want for their family. And why is that important? It's because we don't want you to get to the end of your life and say, I wish I would have been a better dad. I messed it up. I focused on my business. I was definitely a businessman who happened to have a family on the side. That's what it means to have a slight shift. You're still going to work your ass off. You're still going to work hard. It's great. Be passionate about your job. We're not saying that you shouldn't work at all or do something that you love. We're saying just make sure it's not at the expense of your family. So a couple of quick things, guys, that I'll wrap up. And then we, we'll post a link in the chat box, by the way, about how to join. There's no I posted it sense. like three times. I posted the wrong okay. one a couple of times. And then-, <laughs> and then now the right one. Okay, good. All right. So guys, here's a couple of questions, right? And then we're going to get to some questions here from you. But uh, common questions about the brotherhood. So do I need to be a business owner? Nope. We have a lot of business owners, but it's more about are you an owner of your life? If you're an owner of your life, then you're a good fit for our group. How long do you have to be a member? Be a member for 30 days if you want. I recommend a commitment for a year, but that's on you. There's no contract. Save the big commitment for your family, right? But just commit to a year of being in the brotherhood because you really need to have 12 calls to find that person, to find the idea. You never never know who you're going to meet. You never know what idea they're going to give you. What you're committing to, I think I covered that well, 12 calls a year. That's it. That's your commitment. 12 hours. If you can say yes to 12 hours, you can say yes to the brotherhood. Uh, Should I check with my wife? Now, you might be shocked by my answer by this, but here's the answer. No, (laughs) you shouldn't. Uh, I'm not saying don't talk with your wife or respect your wife, but here's the deal. This is about you. This is about you stepping up. This isn't about her giving you permission to grow. This is about you stepping up and saying yes, making some big changes so that she'll come to you 12 months down the road and say, what the hell's changed with you? And you'll say, here's what happened. Don't tell her what you're going to change or what you're going to do. Make a change and let her see it. Let her feel it, right? We're not talking about a big investment here, guys, of time or money. We're saying make a decision for yourself and then prove something in it, right? Act your way into a new reaction from her. And then uh, lastly is you feel overwhelmed. You know, hey, I got so much going on. I'll join later. Uh, My thought is you won't. You're either going to join now or probably never at all. And that's fine. You don't listen, we don't want the wrong guy to join. But I want to address this right away because you're always going to be busy. There's always going to be a project. Uh, There's always going to be another busy season in life. And then the fact is, it might actually get busier for you or more challenging for you. So if you believe that now matters, now's the time. And guys, that's not a hardcore sales pitch. It's just simply a fact that I believe to be very true. So uh, agree with me or not, it's what I believe to be true. And it's, it's what I feel is my role to be able to say right now. So here's the deal. Three things that you need to do before you go, right? Commit to these three things is my suggestion, my invitation to commit to three things. How do you want to share them, by the way? We said, we said we're going to challenge them to do three things. No, you're on a roll. Keep going. All right. One, schedule morning time. Really redefine, take a hard look at your morning schedule. I mean, you're likely here, largely most of you are here because of the miracle morning, because of how. So redefine this, take another look at it and be a leader for your kids. And here's one more thought. Don't do your miracle morning just before your kids wake up. Do it so that they catch you in the miracle morning. Don't tell your kids to be readers. Let them catch you being a reader. Don't tell your kids to meditate. Let them catch you meditating. That's number one. Number two, make a decision about whether you're going to be in or out of the brotherhood. I mean, listen, don't agonize over it. You're either in or you're not. It's okay if you're not. We know that not all of you are going to join, but make a decision about it and make it boldly. And if you want to join, frontroadads.com slash TMM. That's the code, right? It's in the chat box. 
frontroadads.com slash TMM. And lastly, write one note for somebody in your family this week. Write a note on the back of a picture, make it on a post-it note, write a letter, do something small, write a simple 30-second note and give it to somebody in your family, but at least do some action from that. Yeah, Jay, I see that picture that you're holding up, man. That's awesome. I love that. That's so cool. Make one note. And here's the last and final gift. We told you about this. I held it up on the screen. All right. So this is something very, very cool, guys. So guys, look, there is something that we're sending out to the brotherhood. This is a little sneak peek. I didn't even know if I would share this, but you see this handout? This is all the guys that are in the brotherhood. You'll see this. It's something we're mailing out as a gift to surprise. (laughs) We got a few of our guys on the call here, but to surprise our guys. And what we did is we took their family photo and we turned it into a, a, a thing that the kids could draw on. And it's a Father's Day gift. It says, my dad loves to. He always says, we love him because dad is really good at. My dad is funny when he, right? And the kids get to fill this out and they get to draw on it. And we're mailing this to all the members. Now, Rachel said, and Rachel, by the way, is head of our member services. She's the director of... She's right here, by the way. Do you see her? (laughs) That's Rachel. She's been working the tech on the background for this Zoom call. Rach said, why don't we do something nice for everybody who hung in there on the Zoom call till the bitter end, right? Like if they're there at the end, she goes, I want to do something nice for them. So here's your invitation. Whether or not you join, by the way, this is our gift to you just for being here right now. If you text, we'll actually put it in the chat box, but you text the word gift to 512-379-6952. That's in the chat box. You just text the word gift. Rachel's going to connect with you directly. She'll get a family photo from you and she'll turn it into this drawing and send it back as something that you can ask your kids to participate in, right? To, hey guys, can you, let's do this as a family, right? Like this will be something that you can bring to your children. I realize some of you guys have teenagers that might not work for you, but if you've got young kids, this will be a hit. All right. So we're going to give that to you as a gift. It'd be fun for you to, uh, to share with your kiddos. All right. So just something fun that we wanted to share. All right, guys, that is it. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 